Yeah, it was on Valentine's Day. So uh, in the morning, uh, I went to grab some flowers in the morning before practice, and uh, never, never practiced that day. I was just going back home, packing up, and uh, I'm leaving. So, little, little, uh, my little Tristan just stay home, and I just left. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli. This is Crunch Chronicles. Episode 14 of Crunch Chronicles on the way here today, and we think you'll enjoy our guest on the program uh, here this week. It is, once again, another former Crunch alumni, 14 Crunch alumni here uh, already. Well, 13-plus Vance Lederman, of course, and we hope you've enjoyed each episode so far, including Vance Lederman's a few weeks ago. But today's episode features a goaltender for the Crunch, our second goalie who has joined us so far in these conversations. And it's the first who helped lead the team to the Calder Cup Finals back in 2013. Of course, we're talking about Cedric Desjardins. Cedric was here in the second half of that 2012-2013 season. He was acquired in a trade by the Crunch and by the Lightning organization in mid-February. Back to his Valentine's Day, and you'll hear his memory of that day uh, coming up here on our conversation with Cedric in just a few minutes. He joins the team in mid-February, a, a crunch team that was really good, as we know, and was battling for the division title. It was a very tough division that year, of course. The main rival that year, the Binghamton Senators, were just a couple of points ahead of the crunch at that point in mid-February. He was coming over from the Canadians organization. He was in Hamilton with the Hamilton Bulldogs. And, uh, well, he, he went from a team that was in last place in its division at that point of the trade to a team that was at that point in second place and really battling for a division title. It energized him, got him going. He finished the season strong for the crunch. And the rest of the way, that 2012-2013 season, he got eight wins in 14 appearances, but his game was getting better. Remember the second half of the year, the crunch went through a coaching change as John Cooper got called up to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Rob Zettler takes over. They went through some ups and downs for a little stretch, but they certainly figured it out and ended up clinching the division title in game number 75 of 76 with a win over the Worcester Sharks. And then, as we all know, they went on that wonderful playoff run in 2013, and Cedric Desjardins was a big part of that. He went 13-5 and in the Calder Cup playoffs in 2013. Three shutouts along the way, including uh, the conference clinching shutout against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins on the first June day the Crunch have ever played a game in June 1st 2013. He had three shutouts though in total. Crunch as we know steamrolled the first three rounds of the playoffs that year and a very memorable season for him. He was also here in the 2013 2014 season that was a Crunch team that started strong but had so many injuries and recalls it just never could quite figure things out as the season progressed and so that was uh, his final stop in Syracuse along the way. But he was a wonderful guest to talk with. It was great catching up with Cedric Desjardins. He's our guest on episode 14 of Crunch Chronicles. Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you. And uh, uh, it's a pleasure for me every, every time. Like, I have good memories in Syracuse. So uh, for the day, like you said, like a couple of years I was there and uh, that was the first year that Tampa Bay was uh, the new organization uh, with uh, the Crunch. So I remember those days, and uh, a lot of players still in the, in the organization, even in the staff as well. So 
and from my part, I'm back uh, back home in uh, Quebec City and uh, working now. And I went back to school, so uh, <laughs> a real job during the pandemic. And uh, also, uh, I have like uh, two boys that are playing hockey, so I'm at the ring, but uh, a lower level. Uh, you mentioned uh, going to school, getting, I guess, into the real world a little bit, which is always jarring for everyone. Uh, what's uh, what's it been like post hockey for you? I know you're you're still uh, you say you're still at the rink a bunch, but what's it been like to, uh, I guess, jump into the real world post hockey? Uh, you know what? Uh, like every uh, like injuries was one part. Like I got uh, surgery on my knee, so uh, that kind of like. Uh, the last couple of years, I, I didn't wear the pads, so I was looking for uh, any uh, other option. And uh, I decided uh, with uh, to go back to school and uh, to be an accountant. And I'm working on either so it's like uh, all the electricity in the area. So that's the job I have now. And uh, for, sh- for sure, I was looking for any ocular-related job. But uh, with two boys at home, I say, you know what, like, uh, I will find a job that will allow me to spend a lot of time uh, uh, in the evenings and weekends with uh, the boys. So that's basically what, uh, what's their plan. And uh, my uh, older, uh, which is Tristan, uh, start to be uh, a, goal, a goalie. So he's a goaltender now. So, And my youngest one is is uh, a goal scorer. And uh, we have a lot of fun. And, we enjoy uh, every uh, every minute of it, and uh, it's a different level. Uh, the younger, but I uh, use all my the times, and that's why I say I, I use a lot of the, my experience I have in Syracuse, uh, where the Tampa Bay organization, the way they manage uh, their staff, uh, like and the ownership as well in Syracuse, the way they treat their players is for me was a, a great example of business and. Uh, I use this uh, example on, uh, quite often uh, uh, on my part, and, and that's what uh, what uh, the entire organization is successful uh, since uh, I've been there. And uh, it's great to see all the success also the with the Stanley couple Stanley Cups they had yeah, too, and uh, I'm sure that the crunch are a big part of it. And so many players have gone through, as you know, from Syracuse to Tampa Bay. In fact, it, uh, we just hit the 70 mark uh, earlier this week with Gabe Fortier going uh, up to Tampa Bay. 70 players now in, in what is the 10th season of the affiliation have gone from Syracuse to Tampa Bay, which is an astounding number. You mentioned, uh, you know, the staff with the Lightning. You mentioned your, your boys playing hockey. Well, we were just before we caught you, we were chatting with uh, J.P. Cote. He just got off the ice here in Syracuse. He said, uh, it, which I'm sure is really unique for you guys or at least neat for you guys. Your boys are kind of playing together, at least skate together there in Quebec City. Yeah, exactly. A couple of times, uh, you know, we have a couple of friends and uh, we decide, like, uh, uh, Phil, is, uh, his son, uh, uh, started playing goal. Uh, started playing hockey and uh, he show up at one practice with his Vasilevsky uh, shirt on. It's a uh, good job. <laughs> You're thinking being involved. Uh, so that's a good uh, idea, but uh, you know what? Uh, it's a pleasure also to uh, stick on, uh, in touch with uh, GP, and we, we've been training. Uh, we've trained like uh, t- probably ten years together all summer long, and uh, and uh, for him, like uh, he's, the, he's the greatest guy to be uh, to do what he's doing and helping the, the younger player. He was doing it as a player, and I was doing uh, as a 
consultant and uh, the way and uh, for the younger kids, I stay in touch with him so he can give me a couple tips what to uh, uh, to get the players better, you know, at the younger uh, level and what's, uh, what what uh, can help them to to play uh, in the uh, Lightning organization and maybe in 10, 15 years. Uh, we never know. Yeah, uh, he's, You're right. He is such a great guy to have around, though, and, and uh, it's great to see him every time oh, he's yeah. in town, which is uh, pretty often these days. We're so fortunate to to still have him as part of this organization. He was saying you're trying to get his son to be a goalie, though. He was a little concerned about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he had a uh, goalie jersey on, which is uh, a great goalie as well. So when you show up that first practice, I said, you know what? Uh, show my little one how to skate. I'll show him how to go, uh, play golf. So it'll be a good fit. And uh, they don't listen to their father uh, when he's on the ice. They uh, they want to listen to other coaches. So that's 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 a good fit. So, but uh, it's always a pleasure. You know what? Like we're we're born and raised uh, at the ring. Yeah? So every time, like uh, that's why I miss the most is like the um, the the guy at at the ring. Uh, you know. It, Especially in Syracuse was uh, a great spot. Uh, Julian Brisbois uh, did a really good setup, so the guy could hang out with them. And that's the part. Like uh, if you think uh, the stuff I remember uh, from uh, Syracuse is uh, that little uh, camaraderie we had. And uh, I know there was a lot of French guy around, but uh, also we have uh, no matter what. Like uh, I remember uh, Angelides was a captain. He they were he was a great leader with uh, GP as well. And and it was, uh, and they help a lot of young guys to, uh, to be ready for the next step. Yeah, it was a great leadership group here, as you mentioned. Well, we'll shift with uh, now to your time with the Crunch. We're here with goaltender Cedric Desjardins, who was here in the 2012-13 and 2013-14 seasons. You come into that uh, 2012-13 season, though, you, you weren't here at the start of the year with the Crunch, but you were traded for in February, a team that was, uh, uh, the Crunch team was playing very well. It was just looking for some goaltending help. You came in and uh, had a, a great second half of the season for the Crunch and into the playoffs, which we'll dive into a little more in a bit, but we'll just start with uh, with that, the trade. You you had spent a little bit of time in the Lightning organization a few years previous, but you get brought back, you come to Syracuse. You know What, what do you remember, I guess, when you get news of the trade back uh, in mid-February of that year? <laughs> yeah, it was on Valentine's Day. So uh, in the morning, uh, I went to grab some flowers in the morning before practice, and uh, never, never practiced that day. I was just Going back home, packing up, and uh, I'm leaving. So little, little, uh, my little Tristan just stay home, and I just uh, I remember uh, it went fast. And uh, as far as I know, I, I was in Montreal organization right before, and it's another great organization. They didn't have, uh, you know, what the uh, they didn't have like the um, a great year that year. And for me, going from an organization that, that wasn't doing the playoff to going to a contender like the Crunch, because they were in Norfolk the year before. They have, and a lot of guys came back too. And uh, for me, it was uh, a, a great opportunity. And uh, especially as a minor uh, goaltender, you want to have success. And because uh, you you out of contract in next year, so that kind of helped me on the business side. But also uh, all the guys I I met, I, I knew few guys from the pre- previous year, but. Uh, that year was like the, it was phenomenal. Uh, the group uh, and the guys were having fun, but at the same time, when the the park dropped, we were on the task. And, uh, and like I said, the that the development. Uh, I would always remember those like 
uh, those days we had like uh, and uh, the, all the travel we did and uh, even the coaching staff and the owners uh, they were all part of the success of that year as well and the fans were up behind and the atmosphere was uh, unreal and in Syracuse. Yeah, it was such a, a special season that year for the Crunch. And you mentioned it. You, you go from a team in Hamilton that uh, I think at the time of the trade was in last in the division, and you go to a, a Crunch team that was just a couple of points out of first in in their division. For you, how much of a, a maybe a boost of energy? How much? How much did that I guess energize you for the rest of the year, going from from one organization to the other, where all of a sudden, like you said, you're you're in the middle of a, a race with a really good team. Ah, uh, you know what. Uh... It's it was a game changer, uh, like like you said, uh, the energy and the fact that you don't take for granted those because uh, you know that there's teams that are to win games and uh, uh, you know what every day I was showing up at the rink and saying you know what uh, you know it goes so fast and huh? your carry goes so fast that when you have a team and you know it's coming to uh, we're gonna have a good run like every day like we just like let's. Like we do that little extra because you know it's gonna pay off, you know, and that was the motivation and uh, and that uh, like I said, like with all the experience I had in the previous in the playoff, like that one like uh, was special, like uh, especially in the Syracuse, like uh, you had good teams, but uh, I felt like that year we had the team to go all the way, and it was just the beginning of the success in the playoff because the, the years after. Uh, uh, the crunch had a couple, a uh, couple good runs as well. So, but uh, we we could feel like uh, like uh, all the fans too, like they were uh, they were hoping to go far in the playoff and like um, have a good uh, uh, you know, pride of their, their team, uh, the home team as well. For you, uh, you had mentioned it. You, you were in the organization with the Lightning uh, a couple of years previous to to rejoining the group that year. But what's it like as a guy who gets traded in midseason, you join a team that is playing so well like the Crunch were, obviously looking for some help from the goaltending perspective, which was what you came here to to provide. But I know, you know, being around that team that year was such a tight team. Family, you know, family was the name of the game uh, up from John Cooper down through Mike Angelius, J.P. Cote. But for a guy like you jumping into the locker room at that point of the year, what was it like, you know, when you step in for that first time and, and I guess, join that group for the first time that year? Uh, it was uh, like the thing is like the two years before it was a similar group that was in uh, in uh, in Norfolk. So I knew Angelus, I knew John Cooper as well as uh, Rob uh, Zettler as as well, and I knew all the the few guys, uh, and uh, we played them a couple times too. So uh, I knew a few uh, other guys. Uh, we played like uh, we played in best center. Uh, the previous year, uh, previous year, like, uh, so I knew a few guys and, and Julian Brisbois was there as well. So for me, it was, uh, it wasn't a big difference. Like it was just like, uh, b- being back, you know, like, uh, finished the job done from the couple of years. So it wasn't like, uh, sometimes you get traded, you don't know anybody in the room and you just, but, uh, for me it was easy. And, uh, uh, that group was easy. Like Gudis was there, uh, was there as well, and a couple other guys. And it was easy to get in. And uh, I felt I was already part of the team as uh, soon as I got the phone call. You know, so uh, it's basically like it was a little different than like because I've been traded before, and you you show up uh, or you sign with another team. You have you look at the lineup, and they're, they're all younger guys or guys that 
you you know what I mean? But in that year, I was already like part of the team. I felt like uh, and uh, other guys were uh, like it was easy for me. Like it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it took a couple of days, and I was already in the mix. So. Uh, you play 14 games in the regular season after you get traded. You, you have a good run down the stretch for the Crunch, and uh, the Crunch actually uh, end up clinching the, the division right towards the end of the year. It was the first division title for the Crunch in a decade. What do you remember from that stretch run in the regular season? You go through the coaching change because John Cooper gets called up to Tampa Bay in the midst of all of that. Uh, you had a, I know the team at one point had a little bit of a up-and-down stretch, but finished strong won the division what do you remember from that stretch run leading into the playoffs uh you know what like uh i remember uh, uh we we got to your uh we got rolling our division was pretty good as well like i remember uh uh but our team were was made for the playoff you could uh we could feel like the until like we finished strong this season it was just a matter of time that like we were just waiting for the playoff to start because that was our game and we had a lot of guys like uh, the, in the back end that could play the hard hard minutes, and uh, and uh, we had uh, it started really well. And we know that uh, I think we had like Wigsbury and uh, a couple of teams to start the playoff, and uh, it was it won't be easy. Like uh, we played uh, also Springfield, so we had like a portion as well. So there was a couple. Uh, couple uh good series to start the playoff but right before uh i know like we, we went down for a good stretch like uh with many wins so uh, but we knew we knew like uh we could add like uh a lot of teams who could handle our uh the way we're playing in the playoff and we were hard to play against so uh that's that's the thing to remember, and uh, for me, it was uh, my game was to stop that couple uh, key saves, and uh, we'll find a way to win. That that was the part of uh, on my game is to do the couple a couple of big saves that could change a game, and that's it. And we're finding a way to win, so it's always helpful on that. Or, uh, as a goalie. Yeah, and and you said it. The team got you know guys back down from Tampa Bay before the playoffs start. You have a really good roster coming in. You face a, a Portland Pirates team in the first round of the playoffs, and boy, that Crunch team the the first few rounds really just steamrolled through. But I know I know each of those series were a little closer than I mean. You sweep the first two rounds against uh, Portland and and Springfield. W- what stands out to you? We'll start with that series against Portland. There was a couple of overtime wins. I think there was the comeback in Game Three to. To end up uh, clinching the sweep, what stands out to you from that uh, first round series against the Portland Pirates, which really ignited that playoff run that year? Yeah, it's always, especially it was a best of five, and they, it were like they were not supposed to win, but they gave everything out. The goalie, their goalies, it was just Johnson, I think, was really good, and uh, they gave they gave us a, a good opposition. Uh, like you said, we sweep, but every game was a battle, uh, and they. Uh, they gave everything they had, and uh, that first round, like you look at even any league, that first round is uh, it's it's never easy, and you need to be ready because there's a team that will all work, and like all the injuries, all the guys like uh, took a time off in the season for that first round, and uh, you need to be ready. And uh, that year, we had that message that uh, even if Portland wasn't on paper, wasn't better than us but they give uh, they give us a good challenge and uh, 
I remember the overtime, like a couple of big save in overtime and we scored and that could have changed, you know, like, you know, that one mistake, one little play that could change the series. And uh, we felt that it was just, we were happy that series was over because uh, they were playing well. And, uh, but uh, we found a good teams find a way to win. And that's basically what happened. And that's what our experience and all like uh, our offensive player, uh, he didn't have much room, but we found a way to get the big goals and the, that's that's what I remember for Portland. Uh, it wasn't easy. It, it looked easy uh, afterwards when you look at the the result, but uh, uh, we know uh, every game was a big battle against them. Yeah, you said it, the, the sweep, three games to zero, but uh, very tight for sure. Uh, you get the game one and game three wins in yep. overtime against the uh, the Pirates. Then you go on to Springfield, a, a team that you don't really play a lot in the regular season, of course, but uh, they were a higher seed than the Crunch going into it uh, on paper, but it was another series where the Crunch sweep uh, starts 7-0 and in the playoffs. What what do you what stands out to you uh, from, from that series, the second round against the, the Falcons? Yeah, I remember uh, they had a good power play, and uh, we managed their uh, – our PK did a really, really, really great job of uh, managing uh, their power play, and in this season, they uh, they were having success. Uh, they they were able to win games, and but uh, when it came down to tight games, uh, our team was built to uh, to go through it. I felt like Springfield they they couldn't. We set the tone in the game, and they could adjust. And that's uh, that's how I felt. Like I think we it was the second round, and we we were playing our game. Our game was just getting better and better. And uh, it, I won't say it was easier, but I felt like we uh, we had uh, we started two first game with high score, and uh, we kept like the guys like I remember like the Johnson line Palat as well. Like they they raised their game another level, and that's how I felt that series went. Is like we okay, we're in the playoff, and we're we're ready to move on to the next one. And I think Springfield they had a good team. They play very well, but I felt we. We uh, were a step higher than them, and uh, that's why we sweep them. Uh, the games were not that tight, I think. And they had a good defense that year, and we managed to, uh, to score many goals against them. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was uh, game one and two, five goals each for the Crunch. Uh, you get a shutout in game three, and then another 5-2 win to the clincher in, in uh, game number four to, to clinch the sweep for the Crunch, which then you, you already alluded to Wilkes-Barre earlier on, talking about the division. Boy, they were they were a good team that year for sure, uh, a team that the Crunch had to face a lot in the regular season, and that's, the of course, the matchup in the uh, the conference finals. They came back from 3-0 down in the previous series against Providence. They win game one against you guys in Syracuse. It was the first uh, loss in the in the playoffs for the group, but you win the next four. What do you remember from the rest of the way? You get a couple of shutouts in there, and and you end up winning the uh, the conference with a 4-1 series win against the Penguins. Uh, the uh, the Penguins, uh, they always had success, and it's another uh, organization. Uh, you know what? They, uh, they always have a great, uh, great team. Uh, even uh, in the NHL, as, uh, in the minors as well, and uh, they were well coached. Uh, the guys, uh, a team that works really hard, and uh, uh, felt like uh, uh, they had, it was a team that was built like uh, defensively. There was not much room, and uh, the uh, it was a great matchup. I felt like they were, they were the two best uh, with us. They were the two best team, and uh, the way they played in the playoff were the two teams that. 
uh, it was a battle and uh, every game was really tight. Uh, it was a little bit, and uh, there were, uh, I remember uh, we didn't give much. Uh, our defense did a really good job against them and uh, they really played a tight game and that's, that's the way they've been playing. Uh, you know, I was like, it was a similar system. They had, they had success through the years and uh, our team uh, find a way and it was an easy series that one and, and the fact that we lost the first game like uh, we show all the, the character of that team uh, we came back and uh, found a way and uh, we found a way to win and uh, we're ready for the final right after yeah game five of that series against the Penguins will live on as one of the, the you know the brightest moments in crunch history it was the first time the crunch uh, earned a place in the Calder Cup finals it was a seven nothing win here in Syracuse uh, you get the shutout uh, Phil Parody gets a hat trick of all the guys to get what it was him that night uh, what do you remember from that that conference clinching victory uh, sent the guys to the finals uh, the fact that home uh, was it was it a game yeah it was a home game actually. it was yeah it was and uh, I remember uh, yeah, exactly and uh, it was uh, we could feel like the energy and uh, the fact that like a parody uh, he didn't have the uh, like the playoff he wants but he, it was just a matter of time and uh, he scored three big goals uh, as a team we uh, like I remember our uh, the way we were playing is like we were relentless and teams were like. We're pushing teams to uh, uh, like they're gonna uh, break, and that's basically what happened in that game. Like, we were so hard on them, and then we felt like in the game five we basically break their hope and uh, the, the, the energy of the crowd and, and the energy of what was uh, happening too. And uh, it's uh, you know all the history of that building and uh, the fact that the crunch uh, has been there for many years and. To uh, any for the owners, I remember like how happy they were, like all the emotion of uh, that game. That's what I remember uh, the most. Yeah, it was really a special night here in Syracuse that night. Uh, back on June 1st, 2013, it sends you to the finals. I know, that, of course, the finals did not go the way uh, we were hoping for here in Syracuse. It was a very entertaining series against a very talented Grand Rapids team, though. Uh, just a, a thought on, on that finals series against the Griffins that year. Uh, you know what? Uh, we we play well. Uh, there, um, uh, I felt like uh, we lost the three first game, and uh, there was that one game in Syracuse that there was a, a goal disallowed. We played for like three minutes without a, a break, and like there was like little things, you know, like you said, like you need a little bit of luck and a little bit of. Uh, uh, they, they had a good team. Uh, they had a good team, a lot of talent. But uh, with a couple tough break in the couple uh, in the two first game at home, and uh, after that, uh, uh, the fact that going 0 and 3 was hard, especially in the final. We found a way to win uh, a big game. I remember one of my uh, big game in in Grand Rapids to come back for game six, but. Uh, I remember they were moving the puck, the Tatar and Nyquist and the Kaiser, they were the three leaders. Uh, their goalie, Mazrek, was, uh, was probably the goalie that he, he gave us uh, a good, it was a great battle. Uh, that two, their best player was their, uh, played really well and uh, they found a way to win uh, uh, that final. But uh, our team never gave up and uh, we all knew, like, 
we're going to battle till the end. And that's what uh, we did uh, until the last minute in the game six. Our team battled to uh, get back in, the, in that series to, uh, for the game seven. That didn't happen. But uh, I remember uh, even in the last minute of that game six, we were uh, on task to find a way to get that goal. And that didn't happen. But uh, it was uh, it was a tough loss because uh, we, we felt we, we deserved uh, and we could have been the champion that year, but uh, they uh, they had uh, they played better uh, and they they found a way to uh, to to win the, those big games, and uh, that's basically what happened. Uh, they, they could score goals; they were managing the puck really well, and uh, it's uh, they were uh, they were built similar to us. Uh, they were managing the puck, a lot of speed. And uh, that's what I remember uh, that final. Now, you certainly represented Syracuse well, though, in the course of that whole run and, and the way you guys, like you said, battled and, and uh, fought back in that series. Uh, just couldn't come all the way back, though, from 3-0 down. Well, was, you touched on the fans a bit throughout the course of that. Uh, but you know, how would you describe you know playing in this building in front of these fans over the course of not only that playoffs, but then the following season as well and, and what it meant to you to, to play here? Uh, you know what? My first AHL game was in Syracuse, but I uh, was in Hamilton. Uh, and I always, it, it was always a tough building to play in. And uh, is uh, the fact, yeah, it was a, a smaller ring. That was one fact. But like the crowd, the, their energy, and uh, I remember like the before, but also like when I was there as well. You know, it it, it smelled hockey. You know, like it was like uh, you. Every player that comes to that ring knew like the Crunch had a good team, and it won't it won't be an easy night. And uh, I remember the fans like uh, they, they're passionate and they, uh, they they give us their energy when we play for for the Crunch. They give you energy, but the opposite happened too when you play against the Crunch. Is like uh, it could be a uh, long nights uh, if it doesn't go your way. And uh, uh, I think also the management uh, and uh, owner did a very good job at uh, like uh, all for all that atmosphere and like bring in like uh, uh, a great uh, uh, like I said the building uh, itself is, is something uh, uh, different and uh, special uh, to play in. Cedric Desjardins, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. Uh, before we let you run here, and we appreciate the time as always, uh, any you know any memory that stands out to you, or a final thought on on your time spent with the Crunch? Uh, you know what? Uh, when I uh, I look down on my career, uh, for sure, Syracuse has a great a great spot in my memory because uh, for the the time I was there, for my family that was there. And also all the group and the owner and like I said, for me, like those two years I was there, I, be, I became a better person because I I learned like some stuff. And they, um, you know, when you do a uh, in any business, you do like you have success. You learn a lot. I learned a lot from the success that uh, the organization and the way like uh, like even like. Uh, you probably saw it every day. Like uh, the atmosphere is great for uh, the guys to have fun and be, and you have a job to do, but at the end of the day, we're all humans having a, a great, uh, and try to bring our best every day. And, uh, that's what I understand the most from the organization. And 
it pushed you to another uh, level of uh, it was hockey, but for also on an everyday basis. Uh, it was great having you here for, for your year and a half, your two seasons with the Crunch. It was fun to watch you on the ice, of course, as always. Cedric Desjardins, we appreciate you doing this here today, Crunch Chronicles. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, we wish you well. Uh, hopefully everything is going well with you and continues to do the same. Thank you, and uh, enjoy and uh, happy holidays for you guys. Take care. There he is, Cedric Desjardins, former Syracuse Crunch goaltender who spent a year and a half with the Crunch, one full season in 2013-2014. And then obviously the biggest part of his tenure was the second half of the 2012-2013 season and the 2013 Calder Cup playoffs. He was great, though, in total, and he was a wonderful guy to have around the the team, you know, in his year and a half here, and a great guy to have in the alumni network as well for the crunch. It was funny. We were chatting, as you I, you heard me allude to it at the start of our conversation. J.P. Cote, who's a big part of the crunch organization, was here uh, as he typically is. He's here quite frequently, but it was uh, I mentioned to him, I'm talking with Cedric Desjardins uh, in, you know, 15, 20 minutes or whatever, and the, the smile that lit his face was it was apparent and obvious and you can hear the relationship that those two have and obviously Cedric Desjardins was a big part of that team in 2012-2013 that was so tight such a family and while he wasn't there at the start of the year he came in midway through and and J.P. Cote said he fit right in he just joined the group and it was like nothing had really changed with that group in terms of the camaraderie that they had and that's a, a big credit to Cedric Desjardins it's a big credit to that leader leadership room of Mike Angelitis and uh, J.P. Cote, among many others as well. Uh, So it's just it was no surprise. And and it was great to see the success that uh, Cedric Desjardins had in Syracuse in the second half of that season. So that is episode 14 of Crunch Chronicles. Thanks again to Cedric Desjardins for giving us some time uh, over the course of this week to have this conversation and relive some of those wonderful memories from the Crunch's playoff run in 2013. We'll have more wonderful guests on the way in the future. Another episode on the way next week. In the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, we very much appreciate any ratings, reviews, or feedback you have for us. Give a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It certainly helps uh, get the message around. Share the podcast with anyone you, you think might enjoy it as well, whether it's this episode, a previous episode, or the entire series of Crunch Chronicles. We will appreciate uh, you spreading the message as well to Crunch fans and anyone who is interested in some uh, behind-the-scenes stories uh, for the Syracuse Crunch. If you have any feedback directly, you can email me, lfavali at syracusecrunch.com, or tweet me and uh, at Lucas Favalli. It's L-U-K-A-S-F-A-V-A-L-E on Twitter. And I'll be happy to read any messages uh, in terms of any stories you might have with any of our previous guests right here on an upcoming episode of Crunch Chronicles. Okay, that does it for us here today. For all of us with the Syracuse Crunch, I'm Lucas Favalli saying so long for now. We'll be back next week with another episode of Crunch Chronicles.